You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. It's about to be a jovial 60 minutes, my dude. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all when the dynasty, but does she like me? Feel like a plumber sleeping. Now that's a pipe dream for the right fee. I might be entitled to the title, be on top like the cherry of an ice cream. Sunday, Sundays, that's the one day I can come play, come play, never complain. Cause I know the boys gon' drop a pod, prop up my squad so I can talk a lot. But here we go again, it's a new year. Rookies flowing in, it's some new tears. Who here to do fear? Bounce bells off of their chest like boutonnieres. It's a new year. Happy hour, yeah, yeah Let me ask you this, are you trying to get picks? Are you trying to get rich? Are you trying to get ships? Then you're trying to get this And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. You haven't heard this voice in a little bit. I am back in the host seat. I'm here with my boys, James and Tyler. Another crazy week in the NFL is almost in the books. Fantasy teams either had like awesome, awesome highs. I scored like 170 points in one league. And then in one league, I scored like 80. So welcome to Fantasy 2021. It's a blast. Uh, James, what's going on there down there in Jersey? Uh, everything's fine in Jersey. Thanks for asking, bud. How you doing? Oh, Mike Glennon guy. He's great. Yeah, the Glennon guy, the neck guy. You know, we got a neck guy. We got a Glennon guy. And uh, they're both not good guys. He got so, a concussion uh, today. I'm not surprised because it's really hard to support your your head with a neck like that. So I was watching America's Funniest Home Videos Animal Edition today. And there was one where two drafts were sitting next to each other. And then they literally just like whap each other with their neck and head. And all I could think of was like, that's what happened to Glennon. There it is. Like that was the actual footage of the concussion. I don't know. I'm a little bit older than you guys, but if you remember Merton Hanks, he was a defensive back for the Niners back when they used to win Super Bowls. Like uh, actors Um, from the fifties. Yeah. Mike Glennon and Merton (laughs) Hanks could have a neck off and just like whack each other. And I would sign up for that on paper. So having a neck off and whacking each other, you can't say that, Doug. We'll get canceled. you're Regardless filthy, of the fact, we'll get into animal. it later. Cut but that, uh, no. Mike Glennon, Daniel Jones, both bad news right now. It's it, they're both. Who are you guys going to bring in? Oh gosh, hopefully somebody good. Aaron Rodgers. They got two top ten picks right now. So, yeah, both New York teams and Philly. Yeah. Well, 
Philadelphia, Garner Minshew could uh well we'll, 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 yeah, we'll talk yeah, don't talk put the, don't yeah, put yeah, the yeah. cart before the horse, my friend. Don't do yeah. that. All right, let's I'm ready to jump into it because like we've got a lot of games to talk about here. There was some pretty awesome performances and some pretty awful performances. We're gonna cover it all. We're gonna look at everything through a dynasty lens for you. So welcome to the show. Let's jump into it. So we have got Thursday. some news. Why do you Marlon, news? Marlon Humphrey yeah, out for it? the season? Okay. Uh, separated shoulder. That's actually big news for going against Baltimore because they have actually been oh, very bad against passing defenses. Yeah. And Humphrey's he was very my good. lead yeah. defensive back in my IDP league. Great. Well, Thanks. that's your first problem is having a corner as your lead yeah. defensive back. Safety you need well, the safeties. Man. Safeties all day. Safeties. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is pretty paying off for me pretty yeah well. it's like a it's like a one-off season though let's be honest mm, yeah one-off season go ahead yeah, anyway he's not gonna yeah anyway all right let's get into thursday night football we had the cowboys and saints the cowboys win this one Taysom hill takes over for the new orleans saints and breathes a little bit of life into the offense he so here's the thing with Taysom hill for fantasy he was good unless you started him in scott fishbowl he got three points because of all the negatives that go on with the, the unique scoring in scott fishbowl but Taysom hill You've been probably sitting on him for a while. I think he's startable. He went over 100 yards rushing. He had a couple of touchdown passes. Um, and the Cowboys, like, I, you know, the strange thing about quarterback play this year is we had all these elite quarterbacks, right? And you're seeing Lamar Jackson struggle. You're seeing Dak Prescott struggle. Quarterback all of a sudden is kind of rough out there. Would you guys agree? Like, it's, yeah, it's- there's nobody that's consistently putting up awesome weeks from week to week it is jalen hurts has been the most consistent quarterback and that's gross (laughs) right i mean i mean it's 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 bad all all the rookies look bad all of them mac jones has looked good mac Mac jones Jones. looked like a pail of vanilla ice cream hey sometimes you just feel like a little vanilla it's cleansing You, you don't feel too bad about yourself that's not too bad you know what that could be good for some people but in fantasy football, sometimes that doesn't do the job. Uh, Mac Jones is fine. He's a fine quarterback too. He's yes, I agree. He's a fine quarterback too. But and that like we came in thinking Trevor was it? Trevor Lawrence. He's the net. What the hell? Like we'll we'll get into these rookies later. But like the quarterbacks, we all thought these young guys would come in. Like we'd get a, a refresh. Like Drew Brees is gone. Eli Manning is gone. Here come the young guns to take. No. There hasn't been a refresh yet. And I think that's where we're at. Like guys like Taylor Henneke are a quarterback two in Superflex leagues. And and you're happy to have He's him got a because, lot of QB one weeks. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's very sad. And you if you're expecting the next class to come in and, and take over, well, this class, I mean, good luck. It's it's not great, Bob. Yeah, it's been a unique year. You know, quarterback play was so amazing last year. And then this year, it's been a bit of a struggle. And, you know, we've seen a little bit of a shift in the NFL. Teams that are running the football a ton are winning, um, not teams that are passing the football a ton. So there's been a, you know, there's been a bit of a shift uh, on that. But I want to talk about Cowboys. And we're talking Dynasty. Michael Gallup gets you a touchdown in this one. I am really, he's one of the guys that I want to see go to. I don't, you know, the Cowboys, I don't think re-sign him. Because are you riding Gallup though, are you riding him in? I'm the saddling playoffs? up. I'm saddling, saddling up, up, and okay. I am ready to go wherever Gallup goes in free agency. I'm just hoping that he goes somewhere where there's, uh, you know, he, you know, he would he would look really good on the Chargers if Mike Williams walks. Nope, that's Josh Palmer. He would Back look off. really good in Kansas City, actually. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of spaces he could go because I think he's super talented. So, you know, he gets a touchdown on this one. CeeDee Lamb has a nice game. Amari Cooper was more of a decoy coming off his two-week absence because of COVID. Um, but let's talk Zeke. Uh, yeah. I He, he looked a little light. A little. Light? <laughs> like Zeke light? Uh, I don't know. No, he uh, doesn't have the ability right now to break through the offensive line. I think he only had one good 10 yard run like the real Zeke should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like he's rumors are there that he's to block. I, yeah, it, it, it looked like it looked like a hurt Ewok on Endor when the battle was going on. Like he got <laughs> shot in the leg by a laser yes. blaster. Yeah. Yeah. Like and. And you know, I I don't think it's a it's girly esque. Like the girly's drop off has been the most amazing drop off of a running back I've ever seen. I mean, we yeah. got, have guys like Adrian Peterson getting signed, and Gurley's sitting at home not getting a call. Yeah. I I don't think it's that, but I mean, I I feel like the savvy dynasty players saw Moved this coming. Yeah. Like you see the drop off. Like he, when I traded he, him to you. Yeah, and then I traded him. <laughs> I traded him. Like not not long after. No, you flipped I mean, him pretty quickly. I he's always been somebody that I just haven't been a fan of. Once a running back hits stop value, I'm just never excited to have him because you're waiting for the drop. And if they're 25 and you're sitting there on a top asset, it's hard not to move on because the drop happens so quick. Like there was posts like, "Do you want Tony Pollard or Zeke?" And Zeke was losing that that poll on Twitter the other day, and. Honestly, I think I'd rather have Pollard. He's explosive. He doesn't need crazy touches to or touchdown to to be productive in fantasy. And in deeper leagues, I've been starting Pollard every week. Yeah, because he uh, has like that, you know, a relatively kind of like safe floor. He's not terrible, but then he always has the ability to rip off a seventy yard run. He does it every few weeks. He's so. Tevin Coleman plus when Tevin Coleman was on Atlanta, because Tevin Coleman. Yeah. He was the big play guy. I think Pollard can, Pollard can do more than than. So Coleman, there's but. a there's a I might have I meant think I mentioned this early in the season. This reminds me of the uh, when Larry Johnson was on the Chiefs and he had a ton yeah. of touches and he faded out real quick and Jamal Charles was behind him and yep. then Jamal Charles took over and Jamal Charles still the all time leader in yards per carry in the NFL and he was amazing. I'm not saying Pollard is Jamal Charles, but it reminds me of that like a. A workhorse running back that's seen a lot of uh, seen a lot of mileage, and then faded off, you know, relatively quickly, and then had his backup right behind him that took over, and they picked up right where they left off because Charles was, I mean, he was awesome, right? Um, yeah, I remember the like five touchdown game he had against the Raiders and got me a ton of points. Thank you, Jamal Charles. Uh, and then I remember when he finished his career as a Jacksonville Jag, and I was sad. <laughs> so uh, I don't have much for the Saints here. Uh, yeah. Taysom Hill, congrats. You, in Superflex, you have a startable quarterback if you've been sitting on him all season. But outside of that, I mean, little Jordan Humphreys making some plays here and there. Deontay Harris is a deep threat. Um, you know, Harris might be available in some of your, your dynasty league, a shallower dynasty league. He might be available, so I wouldn't mind picking him up and putting him at the end of a roster. But yeah. Kamara still missing time. Ingram was ineffective. Speaking like, of running backs that are decreasing very quickly in value, Kamara is right there with yeah, that Spider group. meme, Spider-Man meme with Christian McCaffrey all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, let's move on to our next games here. I gotta scroll up to make sure I'm following the old bouncing ball. Let's go to your Falcons, Tyler. Do I have uh, to? Yes. So the Buccaneers, Tom Brady has a day. 
passes the ball 51 times. He had four touchdowns. Gronk gets two of them. Godwin doesn't score a touchdown, but he sets a season high in the NFL with 15 receptions for 143 yards. Brady was targeting him early and often. You know, the big news for the Bucs this week was Antonio Brown falsifying his vaccination records because he's a douche. Um, the, ru- <laughs> the, the rumor is that Tampa Bay might cut him. If you remember before the season started, Bruce Arians was all like pumped up and like we're the first team that's fully vaccinated and this and that. AB just doesn't – this dude just doesn't – he can't keep his nose clean. He's an idiot. Like he's talented as all hell, but he's an idiot. So I would not be surprised – if they move on from him, Tampa Bay is winning games without him. They have other weapons in this offense they could use with Tyler Johnson. We've seen Scotty Miller. Um, Darden. So yes, Darden. So keep an eye on that as Antonio Brown getting released. It would not shock me whatsoever. Uh, talk about your Falcons here, though, Tyler. I mean, CPAT has a nice little game. Russell Gage has a nice game outside of the fumble that he had. And then Kyle Pitts, man, it's been a quiet month for Mr. Pitts. Seven tar- seven targets. His, his target volume is is fine. I I think he's struggling because he's a rookie and he's getting all the focal defense. Like the defense is focalized. Well, New England like schemed him out of the game a few. Exactly. And and without Ridley, it's difficult for him. Yeah. I I mean, that's a whole nother. I know. I, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, are you, are you, are you trying to acquire Ridley? I, you know me. Yes, I am. (laughs) And I have in a lot of leagues. And it's because, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you're going to get him for cheaper. I do think he comes back next year for sure. But my, I'm just, I have a hard time being like, you're not even letting the team know where you're at. Like, that's where I struggle with this whole Ridley thing. Like he stepped away, stepped away. He stepped away and they haven't not heard from him. And I mean, he's pulling a Chappelle. I'm I'm not even going to jump into that. It's fine. It's a it's a little upsetting for me, but uh, Pitts, the defense is focalizing on him. He's 21 years old. He's a rookie. He's a tight end, and he's getting all this. He's getting double teamed, and he's getting seven. Tar- he's getting tons of targets. His target well, he share was the is chosen insane. one, Tyler. Yes, he was, he was the manicorn. He oh, was the trade I, up. I agree, <laughs> but you know what? I don't. I'm not scared about it. I I, I think. I think Pitts is going to be just fine. He's getting like he's getting tons of targets, and that's what you want to see out of a tight end. I I still think he's a difference maker, and in two to three years, you're going to be like, okay, that's why we took him. That's why he was there because now he's grown. He's finally like molded into this beast that we knew was going to happen, even though he's what almost at 700 yards already. Yeah, it's just a reminder that at the tight end position, it it just takes a little bit of time. Yeah, trust me. If, if there's anyone you've ever heard say this, it's me, and I am the tight end like collector. I have a problem. It's weird but, and creepy. But also, like, <laughs> hey, like you know, I know it takes time, so that's why I've kept the tight end collector. If you see a dateline, if you see a dateline specialist as a tight end collector, you know exactly who it is. Yeah, it'll be me. But that's why I've kept guys like Dawson Knox and I've had Parham for two seasons, Foster Moreau, because it's like these guys just take some time and I'm okay with that. And Pitts, obviously, everyone everyone in fantasy football wants the now, right? And you have to realize yeah. that there's going to be ups and downs with rookie tight ends because <laughs> that's what happens. Um, so, yeah, so be be patient. I agree. Um, you know, I'll also for the Buccaneers, uh, Leonard Fournette. Like, wow. 
he's coming on. He's coming on big. This is this is what we expected when we took him at 101 in 2017. This <laughs> absolutely. Is, this is a, hey, absolutely. speaking of speaking of it takes time. It just took a little time. Five years later, it'll Levante pay off. Parker kind of track. Oh God. I don't know. If anything for Leonard Fournette, I think he he supplanted himself as the lead wide uh running back in that organization for the future as well. No, oh, yeah. Easily. And, and Ronald Jones got hurt in the first quarter, so it was just Fournette and Geo. And the not fun- that Jones digs into his workload much, but... No. The best part about this is Fournette is a type of guy now that will take a $5 million a year contract just to stay with them because he knows yeah. that... It's a good it's gig a, for it's him. A, it's a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. He found a home, and he's okay with not making crazy money, and he's okay with actually being productive. I'm which so I love. glad... I'm so glad when Fournette got cut by the Jags, I was able to flip him in a league for AJ Green. I, I mean, I got Fournette for AJ Green. So, nice. Loving that. Loving and that. also, the AB news, amazing for Godwin. This is what you expect yes. out of Godwin. Oh, yeah. Godwin is going to get fed. Yeah, Godwin is just, he's just good. All right, let's move on to the next game. We got the Cardinals against the Bears. This was the return of Kyler Murray uh, and DeAndre Hopkins. They were both healthy in this game. Kylo Ren Murray. Kylo Ren Murray. Kyler has a great game. Fantasy-wise, there was inclement weather, uh, so there was a lot of rain in this game. We saw James Conner look really good again, and James Conner scores another touchdown. He's got Did double you see that catch? The season. The one-handed grab. The one-handed was, grab from James Conner. One-handed grab with his left, turned to his right, switched hands, and then went in for the touchdown. It was, he never did that in Pittsburgh. Ever. No, he looks, he looks like a... He looks fresh. He looks you know, like... The elderly, the elderly the go to the elderly go to Arizona because of yeah. the dry heat. The air, <laughs> AJ lot, Green, Zach Ertz, yeah, Hopkins it's a lot is getting older, JJ Watt, <laughs> and your pores. And maybe Connor's just like, hey, this is great. I, I mean, I feel at home. Yeah, Connor's been an RB one on the season. It's crazy, um, especially since he got signed very late in free agency, and people were like, he has no value. Speaking of, um, and here we are. I, I want to talk. I want to talk about declining assets. Uh, Hopkins, where is he at? Yeah, I, Hopkins is a guy that is, I only have him. I only roster him, I think, in the one league that you and I are in, Tyler. And he's a guy that he won I, you a title. He did, and I think he's a guy that it could play into his early thirties, but he's going to be that slot guy, kind of like he was last year. Like there hasn't been a lot of big Hopkins plays, like there was. Um, so he's a guy that I'm trying to probably pivot off of. If I can take Hopkins and get a maybe an Elijah Moore plus or, you know, a move like that where I can get a younger receiver and then some because Hopkins name still carries weight. He's tied to a yeah. good quarterback in Kyler Murray. He, it's not like his value is stripped and it's gone, but the consistency that we used to have with DeAndre Hopkins, which used to be like what we're seeing from Justin Jefferson, right? Like eight catches, 120 yards every single week. That used to be Hopkins and that isn't anymore. He's more touchdown reliant. There's a lot of weapons in this offense, so I'm trying to move off of Hopkins. Um, I want to talk about David Montgomery, though. He looked awesome today. Like, David Montgomery was slippery. He was running hard. He was, was wet. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, David Montgomery had a great game. Like, he was the standout for the Chicago Bears. Everyone else looked like doo-doo butter. Um, it was David Montgomery, and I was really, really impressed with his performance. James, did you watch any of this game? And uh, give me your take on Montgomery in this one. Uh, I didn't see too much of Montgomery. Obviously, he did well. I'm looking at the numbers. 21 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Great in the receiving game, which we haven't yeah. really seen too much of 
recently, nine targets, eight receptions, 51 yards. I mean, that's something that should be noteworthy, but also noteworthy that Khalil Herbert did get rotated into the offense. Just a little notch there, man. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. I'm a fan of Herbert. I, I think Montgomery eventually will not be there in Chicago. I do want to say Montgomery is another player that if he's on your team, he's worth more to you than you'll actually get because he's, he's an interesting type of player on your roster. Uh, Izzy, for an example, in UDPL, he's been trying to move him almost what feels like all year. And, and he, he has ha- he yeah. has been able to, and it, it would probably only take a first, but I don't think anybody's willing to give up a first for Montgomery. Just, I, I don't know what it is. He's, he's a great player. He produces. I just think it's situation. He's coming up on the contract. Who knows what his future holds. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the kind of stall. So Montgomery, if you have him, you're probably better off holding him and keeping him on your team and just being happy with the production he gets. And another example that that reminds me is uh, CH. I feel like he's going to be one of those type of players that you're never going to get the value that he deserves, but he's going to produce. Yeah. And, I, and I'm still going out and trying to buy Cole Komet if I can. Yes. Seven more targets today. Um, he struggled a little bit. He had a couple drops in this one, but I think he's super, super talented. And I think he could be the next tight end. Like we saw Dawson Knox this year. Cole Komet could be a tight end one next year. Yeah, we I just have to wait that. for Nagy to get canned and yes. uh, for them to actually hey, hey. get Justin Fields some hey, real reps. hire Joe Brady. He got fired. Booty, <laughs> seven targets. Uh, yeah, seven that's targets. always good to see. Yeah, and we didn't mention that. Joe Brady getting fired is the most puzzling thing in the world. I think it's the Something Panthers. Something must have happened. It's the Panthers yeah. searching for a reason why their offense isn't producing. Maybe Brady, maybe Brady wanted out, and they were just like, see you later. Yeah. Uh, that could be it. Maybe Brady's just sick of the rotating carousel that is a quarterback. Like the Panthers never being like, hey, here's Teddy Bridgewater. And Brady's like, okay, let me figure out how to play. Oh, nope. Here's Sam Darnold. Oh, no. Here's PJ Walker. Oh, hold on. Here's Cam Newton. Maybe he's just like, I'm done. I'm out. Get me out of here. Yeah, this is bad. All right, let's move on for time's sake. Los Angeles Chargers. This was a this was a weird game. The Chargers were up twenty four to nothing. The Cincinnati Bengals storm back and then turnovers from the Bengals. The Chargers end up winning this one forty one to twenty two. We saw a three hundred yard three touchdown game out of Justin Herbert. Austin Eckler two fumbles, but he did save his day with a score. Uh, Keenan Allen two touchdowns. If you listen to my other podcast, Guru Game Guidance, I predicted a multiple touchdown game for Keenan Allen. He only had two on the season, so he just doubled his touchdown count. So go me. Uh, but Mike Williams has a nice game here. He doesn't score, but he's over 100 yards. And then Cincinnati, I want to talk about the. We're seeing a little bit of a um, the seesaw of wide receivers. You know, it used to be Jamar Chase was heavy. And then all of a sudden, the last couple of weeks, we're seeing more and more targets for T. Higgins. 14 T. targets Higgins. in this one. Nine for 138 in a touchdown. Um, I'm not concerned with Chase. He did drop a what could have been a long touchdown. He's done. I mean, he <laughs> dropped the ball. He's got the preseason jitters. There it is. It, it so he's over. Yeah, but I, but T. Higgins is coming on, and I think that that's great because T. Higgins is a guy that I heavily invested in in the offseason because I saw this season being a potential breakout for him, and I think we're starting to see that towards the end of the season where T. Higgins is starting to come on strong. What do you guys? What's your guys' take on um, T. Higgins going forward? 
Um, I like T. Higgins. Uh, I've always been a fan of T. Higgins. I, I mentioned to people earlier in the season to go out and get T. Higgins on their rosters, especially when the noise was all around Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Listen, defenses are going to prepare for Jamar Chase. He is an elite level talent. That just leaves T. Higgins to be open a little bit more. And contrary to that, he had some contested catches today that were awesome. The He's touchdown bonkers. that he grabbed, yeah. like he was just up over two defenders. And I believe in the beginning of the game or be- before the game started, I was watching an interview between Joe Burrow and some reporter. And he said, what's the wide receiver competition like in Cincinnati? And Joe Burrow's response was, it's great because there is none. They're all team players. And and that's what we forget in fantasy, that these guys play as a team. They're not worried about their fantasy production. They're worried about putting points on the board. And T. Higgins is a great team player. He's going to be around on that franchise for quite some time. I believe he is worth the investment on your fantasy rosters if you haven't tried to get him already. I mean, it may be a little late after the showing today, but... Uh, possibly wait until the offseason or a big game from Jamar Chase to uh, go out and try to acquire him again. Tyler, any other thoughts from this game other than the weird Jalen Guyton game? We see we see like one of these we see <laughs> yeah, one, one of these guys year. like pop like Tyron Johnson year. last year. There's a guy that comes out of nowhere and pops off for one game. And I'm today just, it was Jalen Guyton. I, I'm just pissed it's not Jordan Palmer or Josh Palmer. Josh, Josh Palmer. Yeah, he had uh, one target for zero. Catches. I, I I'm <laughs> just. You, you use this third round pick, you're talking them up, and you you're not really using them like a couple of games here and there. Like mm-hmm. get them more involved. But my my talk here is going to be about Joe Mixon. We saw him get hurt, a scary injury. He was very upset. He came back, didn't look as great. He should have scored a touchdown though. He should have dominated this game. I mean, the run defense for the Chargers is terrible. Um, another running back that you've got to have a red flag up after the season and probably try to move on because the value will only go down. And oh, I know so sad to say though, uh, I love, I know, Mixon. I know. I mean, if, how many if, of these top 10 running backs are we getting rid of this year? Are we nine of Delvin, them any of them? Delvin, like nine out nine of 10? Of <laughs> Delvin, Delvin cook is another one. He's aging. And the thing is, is, if you're contending, fine, hang on to them. But if you right. feel like your team is getting too Every- old and you need to kind of re- hit the refresh button, flip them to someone for multiple firsts. Yes. And that's that's how you keep your team going. That's how you keep it rolling. And just the va- the value, the perceived value of your team keep going up like until you're like just that dominating team. That's how you kind of do it. You just kind of recycle a little bit. And then when you're winning multiple titles, you draft well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next game. The Detroit Lions get their first one of the season. <laughs> 29 to 27. The Vikings defense rolls over with a minute left in the game. Scratch the belly. Amon Ross St. Brown gets his first touchdown of his career. It's the first one of the season. He had 10 receptions for 86 yards in this one. He's and good. A touchdown. Yeah, I do like Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, you know, we see Adam Thielen go down early in this one with an ankle injury. It was all Cousins. It was all Alexander Madison, who had 90 yards and a touchdown, replacing Dalvin Cook this week, and Justin Jefferson. 11 for 182 and a touchdown on 14 targets for Jefferson. This kid. Unbelievable. Dynasty wide receiver one to me, Justin Jefferson. He is just amazeballs. It doesn't matter who's on him. It doesn't matter if there's no other passing game threat. He's just that good. You know, Ty Conklin looked pretty good in this one, too. 
but Irv outside Smith, of- those are Irv Smith's targets. I know. <laughs> Every never- time I see it, I'm like, ah, freaking Irv Smith. Um, that's a guy that if you can get on the cheap, yes, I like Irv Smith a lot. Uh, so yeah, this one was an interesting game. Jamal Williams filled in okay for DeAndre Swift, who's out for hopefully only one week, but it might be more. Hawkinson gets you a touchdown for the second week in a row, so that's nice. But uh, James, what do you got from this game? Any anything that stood out to you that you want to address? Um, not really too much. I would say Madison. Madison is the guy there to to be had. Like Tyler was saying, years old. Tyler was saying, you know, Dalvin Cook is is on that tier of dumping, I guess, or yeah. or, or, <laughs> dumping. or you're you're ref, you're recycling, refreshing, putting to, him out to pasture at this point. Well, you're the one way to refresh. in your car when you can still get some money for it to get a nice newer car that's going to last. You're replacing you Replacing your air freshener in your car. Madison in the yes. past has been okay. I think he's taken a step in the right direction this year. His receiving game is up through the tackles. The ability to break tackles from last year to this year is night and day. He did have a problem with that last year. He seems to be running at a better pace, not the Dalvin Cook pace. He never will be that breakaway running back, but uh, he has some talent and I'm he fits in this offense very, very well and I think that's a piece that you would want to go out and acquire uh, for moving forward, especially with injuries to Dalvin Cook continuously year after year. Yeah, I'm I'm just thankful that in most of my dynasty <laughs> leagues, I have Cook and I also have Madison. Of course, you should. So, yeah, yeah. Thank Sometimes God. you don't. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. And then you're like, damn, it. damn, because running backs tough this point in the season. There's so many injuries like people are starting Rex Burkhead in leagues this week. Like <laughs> that's did. how bad it is. Tyler, anything on this one before we move on? Uh, yeah, Ju- Justin Jefferson's unguardable. There was a period in this game so where good. him in the corner got into it face-to-face, and all I can think of is, what does the corner have to say to Justin Jefferson that actually would have weight? Like, hey, uh, I'm supposed to be covering you this game. Like that That's like the best thing he's got because Jefferson owned him all game, and then maybe his rebuttal was like, hey, the defense coordinator told me to shadow you all game. That means I'm okay, right? I, I just I didn't understand what he had against Jefferson to talk smack about. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, his, his targets are getting greater every week, and he just seemed like he was Goff's go-to. And hey, another season, a new quarterback – Amara is going to be a decent slot receiver that is going to be a perfect wide receiver three for your dynasty team. And I still think he's obtainable. So I would go out and get him. Hawkinson had some bad drops, which he's had a problem with his career, which is kind of a little worrisome. But I mean, at tight end, he'll take what you can get as kind of the landscape we have. And I completely agree with uh, the Madison take. He's he's a perfect guy to go out and get. He's still 23 years old. I think he's the running back after Cook. There's got to be an opportunity for Vikings to get out because Vikings are not the most cat friendly team in the NFL. No, they're 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 always right up against it. Yep. When we go real fast, can we go back to Amon Ross St. Brown? Because this is the first game that he's had double-digit targets. Do you think the targets came because of DeAndre Swift being out of the offense? A little bit, yeah. I think, well, a lot of them were on that last drive. So I think he yeah. had four or five tar- catches, at least, on that last drive. So, 
it's a little bit of an inflated number for me. His right. target numbers have been relatively consistent week to week. I also like the role that kind of Josh Reynolds is playing on this team. Yes, very um, sneaky. You mean I number eight, know. Josh Reynolds? Yes. That, that's uh, hard. It's weird. <laughs> um, but I love Josh Reynolds when he was with the Rams. Then he signs with Tennessee. For whatever reason, he wasn't a fit there. He asked for his release. I think that Josh Reynolds may have found a home in Detroit, and he could be there um, long term. He could so be the Marvin just, Jones. He's been he was cheap in a lot of dynasty leagues, or yeah. he was available. I picked him up, I think, in two dynasty leagues in the past couple of weeks. So just keep an eye out for him. I've always liked the talent. Um, so we'll see what happens there. All right, let's get to the next game. The Miami Dolphins are on a winning streak. They've won five in a row now. They're six and seven, beating the Giants, who are now four and eight. The Giants without Daniel Jones this week. Mechanek Mike Glennon comes in, you know, there wasn't really any fantasy goodness whatsoever in this game for the Giants. I'm up to my neck with the Giants. He had Nick uh, Glennon had a deep ball that you're like, "Oh, here comes the bit. What the? It went like 40 <laughs> yards, went straight up in the air like Russell Wilson's do, but didn't have any yardage after it, it hit was the that peak. rainbow. Like it was literally a rainbow and then just dropped straight down like it. It was like, like last a lawn year dart. Peyton Manning. It was like a lawn dart. Like it just went straight up and then dropped. And it was like, what the hell was that? The front of the ball was heavily weighted. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, besides, besides Mike Glennon being the starting quarterback this week, this uh, gives this game gave reason to why they got rid of Jason Garrett before right after Tampa Bay, because it really didn't matter. They didn't need to wait until Miami to do so. Hmm. This offense is depleted. All right. We're playing without Sterling Shepard, without Kadarius Tony. Saquon Barkley is limited in what he can do. It looks like they're only giving him what he had 10, 11 carries today. Nine yeah, targets, nine targets. nine targets for 19 yards, six catches. Yeah, the offense That's is Jarvis not Landry. Jarvis Landry's blushing uh, at those numbers. That's like Keenan Allen-esque. <laughs> I mean, I'd hate to say it, but who looked the best for the Giants today was Evan Ingram. Caught four or five, four out of five of his targets for 60 yards. Like that, yeah. for, for Evan Ingram, that's shocking because that usually doesn't happen either. But uh, I, all in all, I, the Giants, I'm a big fan, obviously. But... Can I'm, we talk, I'm can not we, looking to. Yes, to let's, let's go to the other side. Can Can yeah. we talk Tua? Because I think Tua. I mean, his he's leveled up. He leveled he, up. Yeah, I mean, his completion percentage. Now he's not doing anything super risky, right? But his completion percentage, I think, is almost seventy percent on the season. Uh, he had the highest completion percentage in the month of uh, November, I believe. He gets two touchdowns here. Jalen Waddle uh, is going to catch a hundred balls. That helps. Yes. That helps My a lot with take. his completion percentage. My uh, hot take. Yeah. 11 more targets, nine for 90. Devontae Parker comes back from injury. He had an okay game and a not a great matchup because Bradbury is a good corner. And then we saw Gasicki get double-digit targets again. Seven for 46. I still like Gasicki. He's gonna be interesting. He's a free agent at the end of the year to see what happens there. But I, I want to talk, I want to talk Tua and Waddle. So this is this is this could be a combo for a lot of years in Miami if Miami decides that Tua is gonna be the guy. And they put those Deshaun Watson or bring in another quarterback. I think this locked it up. I mean, this has to have locked it up. They're in playoff contention now. They've won five in a row. Tua hasn't done anything to cost them games. He's looked pretty good um, now that he's healthy. Yeah, I think Tua is on the rise. I mean, that would leave Carolina and Denver for Watson, possibly, mm. next year. Philly. Philly. Yeah, I mean, God, Jalen Hurts, every time you think he's finally broken through that wall. Gardner Minshew says, uh-uh. I mean, there today. could be places in Green Bay for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Seattle. Like, I mean, I, I think Green Bay 
Pittsburgh, the, stub- the stubbornness Pittsburgh? of Green Bay. The what if Deshaun Watson yeah, Pitt- went to Pittsburgh? That would be a great fit. You got Claypool that he can just lock Deontay, it up to. Deontay, Najee, yep. Fryermuth. I mean, oh, yeah, instant, okay. I'm instant sold. win now team. I'm sold. Yep, it's it's gonna be Pittsburgh. Watson, <laughs> I can get go. behind that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. I just this this Miami team and Waddle. Waddle is amazing. So so everybody was like it was Devonta Smith and and Chase. And like Bateman, then Waddle. Waddle's definitely up there with Chase, in my opinion. I'd say if you if you've got Chase and Waddle, I'd say Chase is probably worth a little more on a team, but Waddle's right there, and it's just the PPR floor. I mean, it, he's going to get you eight, ten yeah, targets. Yeah, Chase a has game. the higher ceiling, but Waddle's got a solid, rock solid, oh, concrete floor oh yeah. for sure. And I mean. I've got Waddle in in a bunch of leagues, and I'm sitting here like, hey, I mean, I'm sitting at 15 points, and I feel like that's what I expect week to week now, just from the volume he's getting, and it fits like we all all said, it fits perfect with what Tua needs to do. He doesn't have the biggest arm, or he's not showcasing the big arm that he might have. We haven't seen it yet, but as Tua grows as a player, which he's got time to do, and we've seen this with Brady, hey, the, there's still a ceiling to Tua. So Tua could still break through this crazy ceiling that we all expected him to have. We're just not seeing it right now because he's still growing mentally as a player. So they're still growing as a team as well. Like their yeah. run game is very suspect. Uh, some I older wide receivers. I can't wait for them to bring in a run, running back in the offseason. Will Fuller is, hasn't been there all year. Uh, Devontae Parker finally came back, but it did not destroy Waddle's targets at all, which is a great sign. So I, I think breaking, Waddle moving breaking. forward is great. Breaking news. Logan Thomas suffered a season-ending ACL and MCL injury. Yeah, not great, Bob. Uh, I've got Logan Thomas. He was my tight end last year that I got everywhere, and he popped off. So, not great. All right, let's go to the next game. Let's go to Philadelphia beating the Jets (laughs) 33-18. No Jalen Hurts this week, and they brought in Gardner Minshew, and Gardner looked good. 20 of 25, 242-2. Uh, the you know they threw the ball 25 times, but Philadelphia committed to the run with 41 rushes. Boston Scott was active. If you started him, whoops, because he didn't see a single touch. Miles Sanders touches it 24 times for 120 yards. Kenny Gainwell gets a touchdown, uh, and he was active he in the passing game. But this was a Dallas Goddard game. Six for 105 and two touchdowns. Devonta Smith, great matchup. Ugh, two for 15. That's the thing with Devonta that's been driving me crazy. He has the two touchdown game a couple of weeks ago. And then he puts like these two reception, three reception games together. He's just super inconsistent. Um, and but, I, I do want to, I, I want to mention that with, with Smith, he usually land, lines up on the outside. Garner being on a newer team and stuff, I feel like he felt comfortable in the middle of the field. It was obvious the way he targeted uh, Goddard. So yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. And Gardner was, I mean, not Gardner, but Dallas was pretty wide open on a couple of those plays. Yeah. Uh, for the Jets, it was a Tevin Coleman-led backfield again. Ty Johnson, one carry. Like, okay. Um, so if, you ha- if you've been rostering Tevin Coleman, like, he's getting carries. Cool. You could probably use him at this point in the season. Uh, Zach Wilson had a really good first half. He threw a touchdown to Elijah Moore, who is definitely breaking out. 12 targets. He finally did it with Zach Wilson as quarterback. Six for 77 and a touchdown. You know, Crowder got a few targets here and there. Corey Davis was active in this one, but he re-injured his groin, whatever. Denzel Mims had a catch, so I was happy for four yards. Um, but not a lot of interesting sh- stuff in this game. Um, but Elijah Moore is definitely climbing up the ranks because his last six, five or six weeks, he's been a like a rock-solid wide receiver too, and he's had some wide receiver one week. So Elijah, 
you know, he was the preseason guy that everyone was hyping up, um, you know, for what he did in college and he was blowing up training camp and then it was quiet. So if you were able to acquire Elijah Moore when the noise died down, congrats, because it is definitely turning into a dub when it comes to trade value for Elijah Moore. James, in this class, where would you have Elijah Moore ranked at wide receiver? Is he a, is he a top four for you in this class? Top four? So Chase Waddle. Chase Waddle. Now this is when it gets tough. I'd still have Devontae Smith, Smith in that conversation. Moore. I think he's surpassed Bateman. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I think yeah. He, I think you could label him as a, as a number four. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and Elijah um, Moore was a fringe first rounder in uh, in drafts. Quick note um, for this game: Miles Sanders did re-injure his ankle uh, yep. that he hurt in Week Eight, so that maybe wheels up for Kenneth Gainwell going forward, who looked very good. Who looked very good today? Like he has his yeah, on and off. Jets. <laughs> yeah, against the Jets, he's been super inconsistent. Yeah. But uh, it might it might open up a little active. selling window for Kenneth Gainwell if your so, if your leagues are so still trading. Everybody's sitting here saying, "Hey, Gainwell would be perfect in that Naheem Hines role." Well, that that's what he's playing because Naheem Hines is exactly like this. You you never know when to start him. Yeah. But there's those weeks when you're like, "Okay, this is it." And I think the only hurdle is really Boston Scott for Gainwell to kind of level up, kind of like what we're seeing with rookies here. So I think 2022 is when Gainwell should gang value read all right let's move on this game shouldn't take long uh the, gain well via value yes his, his value will gain well <laughs> indianapolis colts win 31 to bagel over the houston texans tyrod taylor gets benched in this one davis mills comes in they go for a very cam newton stat line of 11 27 for 57 yards and a pick uh rex burkhead gets eight carries the texans are just gross i'm still trying to get like brevin jordan when i can though um, and for the Colts, man, it's Jonathan Taylor's world, and we are just hanging out in it. 32 for 143, two more touchdowns. Uh, Michael Pittman has a nice game, 100 total yards from scrimmage, doesn't score. I love the carries from Michael Pittman. I'm sorry to cut you off, Doug, but no, two we for haven't seen that, nice. and it's he's starting to take on a little bit more of a versatile role. Even though he doesn't have that flashy speed, he's still able to get those wraparounds and, and – move upfield and get positive gain with with his legs rather than just catching the ball just adds another piece of dynamic um ability to his game and i'm i'm loving Pittman. i really do yeah i have Pittman in a, in a few spots and he's been he's been a uh definitely a breakout second year he's a wide receiver too on the season um but jonathan taylor man like it just doesn't it, he's just oh, he's so not gonna stop either it's great if if you have him don't don't get rid of him yeah, agreed. Like, I don't know why oh, you would. What idiot? In, I mean, <laughs> honestly, be an idiot to sell Jonathan Taylor. It's, yeah. Unless it's, you're going to get a godfather yes, offer of, you that's know, exactly, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, what I meant. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm just not even going to respond every time because I'll eat some crow. Yeah. Yeah, but just, you guys all shut, know what you I meant. Shut, you shut, shut, you shut, guys shut all know mouth. what I meant. Shut your mouth. All the people in the back, you know what I meant. You know what I meant. <laughs> All right, let's move on. That game sucked. I mean, it was all Colts all the time. The Texans are a dumpster fire. Cool. Uh, so Washington versus the Raiders. Washington on a bit of a win streak. They're 6-6 six and six now, as are the Raiders. They win 17-15. to 15. Tyler, got you the breaking news with Logan Thomas out for the season. Maybe that makes Ricky Seals-Jones 
relevant again, or my boy Samus Reyes for all you really deep cuts out there at the tight end position. Or Bates. Yeah. Bates Motel. Yeah, yeah, Master Bates. I love it. John uh, Master Bates. Master Bates. So Tyler Henneke has another nice game in this one, and um, he's he's a rock-solid QB2 in Superflex this year. Even though like they were limited, you know, Henneke – just under 200 yards, 200 yards and two touchdowns. Antonio Gibson got the workload we thought he would. I thought he would have a huge game this week. He did. He got the it targets. Wasn't, it wasn't huge. Yeah, the nice thing was he got six targets, and that's what you wanted to see. Yeah, with I mean, McKissick no JD out. McKissick. The he thing, got the touchdown. So I was tell, I was tilting off of Terry McLaurin this week because the, the Raiders secondary, their corners have been really good. Yeah. So so like I, McLaurin, I knew this was going to be a down week for Terry. I wish you would have shared that memo. If you listen to Guru Game Guidance, man, it was in there. Uh, Logan Thomas, though, he does get the touchdown. So that was his swan song for the year, unfortunately. Um, not a lot to talk about for Washington football team. Before you Hunt- say it. Go ahead. So in the game, uh, Kenny Drake got hurt. Bad injury. Hope he's okay. Yep. The second that happened, all I thought was wheels up for Josh Jacobs. If he can stay healthy, this dude is getting Target after target, nine after target. targets, nine receptions caught all nine. Hey, 38 yards. But this is what we saw Josh Jacobs in college. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what we expected when we took him one on one in that class. So Jacobs, hey, if you were the person that tried to go out and buy him cheap, here you go, because it is him. I don't think Drake will be back for a little bit. Yeah, he and, got creamed. Yeah, that was bad. We'll see, though. I mean, he's been pretty durable in his career. But I want to talk about Hunter Renfro. Like, another dude. Like just, Now, I'm not comparing him to Justin Jefferson. But Hunter Renfro just gets open. You can't compare him because he's more like Julian Edelman, oh, Danny like Amendola. Wes Welker. <laughs> How did he not get drafted by the Patriots? It drives me insane every time I see him play football. Nine for 102 on 10 targets. He's their leading receiver by far. If you started Foster Moreau this week. I did. Um, one catch uh, for 34. He missed a touchdown on a great play by Cole Holcomb, who uh, contested it, and he could have had a touchdown. Um, Brian Edwards, so frustrating with Brian Edwards. Like, I guess, are you buy- is anybody I'm buying done. Brian Edwards on this nope, podcast? With him. So I tried buying Hunter Renfro in the UDPL. I Can't gave a mid to early second I offered mm-hmm. in a super flex league for Hunter Renfro, and it was almost an instant decline. Decline? That's very interesting. I mean, I. I mean, he's the one. He's one of the only bright spots in their receiving game outside of Darren Waller. So, and yeah. even Waller hasn't been that much of a bright spot in the last. If it had, months. if it had been before the Henry Ruggs news, um, yeah. then yeah, you probably could have gotten that done. But ever since Ruggs left the organization, Renfro has just taken the next step and. He's going to be a part of that team going forward for a while and fantasy teams for that matter. And he's playable on a consistent weekly basis. So yeah, his value is on the rise. Yep. All right, let's keep it moving. Los Angeles Rams moved to eight and four. They win 37 to seven over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, For Jacksonville, James Robinson fumbled early. He was benched. Carlos Hyde out touched him and scored a touchdown. So obviously that's a situation to keep an eye on. LaVisca Chenault, five targets, three for 30. So I'm, still, guess, I'm still holding. Guess who started Laquan Treadwell in a league this week? 
You did this guy. Nice. He's and got all, two thumbs and started Laquan. I that saw guy. I saw Laquan Treadwell and Taven Austin give each other a high five, and I said, 2015 me would be nuts and ecstatic about two, this. just two first round re- wide receivers hanging out. Yes. Or wait, was it 2016? Treadwell was the dude. No, it was 15. Uh, it was 15, I think. Yeah. Yep. Man. Yeah. Uh, for the Rams, Stafford has a great game here. Now, hopefully you follow Twitter because Jay Glazer said Darrell Henderson is going to be active, but it's going to be Sony Michelle that carries the load. Yeah. Henderson didn't touch the ball. Michelle, 24 for 121 and a touchdown. I actually started him over Darrell Henderson because I follow Twitter. So I was like, thank you, God, because I needed points. But I want to talk about Cooper Cup. Dude, he's the first what receiver. He's got 100 receptions on the season already, guys. Like, wow. He's got like double-digit touchdowns. Yeah, he like is a thousand the- touchdowns. He has been the most consistent fantasy producer at the wide receiver position week in and week out. And it's crazy. (laughs) I mean, he's on a historic pace. He could break Michael Thomas's reception record this year. It could happen. It wouldn't shock me. And the nice part, you know, we're talking a lot about patience in this, in this podcast and Van Jefferson is a perfect example of that. Yeah. There, there's a lot of ups and downs. He, he seemed to be like a third he's too slow. He's too slow. You know what? He is that kind of deep threat. Does it all type player now. Mm-hmm. And even when woods was healthy, he was still fantasy viable and it's just really good to see. And you know what else is going to be good to see cam makers in this offense in oh the playoffs. God. Yes. It's coming. Every I mean, time he- I see a Rams running back, have a good game. I just, close my eyes and envision cam Akers doing the, so much better. I have, I have a lot of Akers shares. Sell Sony Michelle. Now, if you can, the the thing with Akers is you just hope that he breaks the trend, the trend of the Achilles and how everybody's like, Oh, it's done. It's an Achilles. If Akers can Deonta break... Foreman had a hundred yards rush that's rushing true. against the Patriots. Like that's, that's a guy that tore his Achilles. I mean, Adrian Peterson did it. CJ Uzama. He tore yeah. his Achilles. He's been but, decent this year. But with, with Akers, I just hope he does because it just kind of breaks that mold. And I'm kind of sick of hearing like, oh, that's an Achilles. It's done. You know, yeah. just drop him. I, I kind of want that trend to end. So I'm I'm double rooting for Akers in this aspect, even when I don't have him on a roster, because I just want this trend of Achilles injuries to break. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, chat, I just traded for Akers a few weeks ago. In I the gave chat. Up- Mike, he Emmanuel Sanders. That's another player that has broken the Achilles trend. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about him. It's very true. Uh, yeah, I, I went out and acquired Acres uh, a few weeks ago. I gave up Chuba Hubbard and a couple of like decent yeah, you draft beat me picks to it. in Pigs too, <laughs> and uh, I'm happy as happy as a pig in S. Let's put last it that way. last question for this uh, game, Trevor Lawrence. Where would you have him ranked in uh, rookie quarterbacks right now? Like if you were to redraft in Superflex, where would you have Trevor? Ooh, you got to think long term. I still believe the talent's there. I think Urban is back. Hmm. I have a weird feeling Urban is back. I mean, they made a big investment in him, so it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. I still think Trey Lance was still the best quarterback in this class. I have Lance as one. Um, I think I might put, I might put Lawrence over Fields. It'd go for me. It'd be Lance Lawrence, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Kellen Mond, <laughs> Kellen. Actually, Kellen Mond would be Felipe Franks. 
Um, <laughs> he just threw a pick after you said that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think the Trevor Lawrence thing is we. Yeah, no, Mac Joe. It reminds me a lot of Peyton Manning's rookie year. He not was me. not good in his rookie year. I think Trevor Lawrence eventually will be fine, but it's going to be a matter of patience. I think Coaching. they're going to have to build the offense around his strengths, and and actually just work around that. I. Well, they got to protect him too. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a whole and, part of it. It's a rebuild franchise. So when you bring in a new franchise quarterback, they're not obviously going to be excellent out the gate. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, he has made some very, very poor decisions. He has yes. bad ball control. He's he's gotten a turnover in at least I don't know almost every single game he's played this season. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, and his issue you hear is reading defenses, and he hasn't quite gotten a hold of that yet it it might take time and yes he's got the talent still he's going to get etienne back next year which is another player you got to keep your eye on i mean if urban stays urban is going to prove the reason why he drafted etienne and with robinson fumbling this job away it feels honestly would not be shocked etienne actually comes in as the 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 one a yeah the one a in this backfield and if that's if that's the case you got to be given some picks for Etienne right now because that could be a really good trade right now. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Ravens. Annoying. Uh, the Ravens went for two at the end of this game. This was an ugly game for the most part. Lamar throws an, uh, another ugly pick. He gets a touchdown to save his fantasy day, I guess, at the very end of the game to Sammy Watkins, of all people. I thought this was going to be a real... I started Rashad Bateman in a league over Devontae Parker because I was like, you know what? This could be a Bateman game, and he has one target for no catches. So uh, egg on my face. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Rashad. I don't think it's Bateman's fault. Uh, no, I put it on Lamar. It's not. Um, for Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger, supposedly he's telling his insider people that he's not coming back at the end of the year. So I think... And they're, and they're telling him, <laughs> hey, yes, that makes our job so much easier. <laughs> yes, bye-bye. But I think Pittsburgh is going to be one of the, if not the most intriguing spot to see what quarterback lands there because of the weapons that they have yes. in that offense. Um I would love to see an Aaron Rodgers, a Deshaun Watson, a Russell Wilson, pretty much name any... Decent, yeah. good quarterback, Landon Pittsburgh. I would love it to go with Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson and Chase. Deontay Johnson, and, man. And wow. Friermuth, Hat, like Friermuth would uh, wheels up if Watson goes there because Watson does mm-hmm. love the tight end when he's rolling out. And he's played, he's played on a team where the offensive line has been terrible, so it's not yeah. going to be anything new to him. Uh, Najee, you know, he's the ball hog here. Twenty-one carries, he had five receptions, so he puts together an okay day. But Deontay Johnson, oh, just another week with double-digit targets. I think Deontay Johnson, if you were going into this season, you know, a lot of people were like, the drops, the drops. He's dropped one pass all season now. Drops are not a real sticky stat. But Deontay Johnson is out there, you know, a lot of when they drafted him, a lot of the comparisons were to Antonio Brown. I don't think he's the same player as Antonio Brown, but he's definitely Antonio Brown light to me. Eight for 105, two touchdowns. He can stretch the field if, if he needs to. So Deontay Johnson, like, I think he's a he's a wide receiver one. I don't care who the quarterback is necessarily. I just think he's that good. Would you guys he's agree? A, he's a wide receiver one that you can get for a wide receiver two price. Yep, that's about it. And it will never change. And it's because of guys like Harris in the offense. And it's because of guys like Claypool. The, the hope of Claypool will always keep his value down because everybody will see this monster of a man uh, built 
like a tight end, but can do all these things like a wide receiver in Claypool and think he's going to take over. So having Claypool there actually helps lower Johnson's value. And I think it'll stay that way until probably it's too late to acquire Johnson. Yeah, you're probably right about that. James, any thoughts on that? I, I mean, Johnson's just straight hyper-targeted. There's no other way to put it. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets over 10 targets per game. Like, of course, he's going to have a good game. Um, yeah, he is the wide receiver one in that option. And I don't know if Chase Claypool lowers his value. I, I really don't think so. I think then he what has keeps a the way down. Because if this was, if this was say, uh, a Rashad Bateman, I mean, he'd be a wide receiver one. Like his value would be Fair enough. way higher than and maybe it's draft capital because he's a third round pick, but that's kind of got to go away after a couple of years and insane production. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's my rebuttal against it is we honest, don't know I, what the future is going to hold in Pittsburgh. Obviously, with Big Ben leaving, he's obviously Big Ben's favorite target. I, I think he'll be any quarterback's favorite target. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if Rodgers were to go. Would he not be a Devonte Adams type player? I mean, the, the play style is very similar. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's going to be an intriguing storyline for sure. The thing with the thing with that is a team like Houston won't be able to bring in a quarterback of, of a bigger name because there's going to be a lot available. But Tomlin being a head coach, it's going to be so easy for them to be like, like all Tomlin has to be like, hey, come here, and they're like, okay, I'll sign. Like that, Tomlin's such a good. It's coach. It's an attractive spot for yes. sure history coaching the offense around him and having a young running back that can do it all. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to have a problem finding somebody. Nope. Not at all. See you, Ben. All right. Let's, let's move on to the last game in the four o'clock slate. It was the Seattle Seahawks winning 30 to 23 over the Niners. This was the vintage George Kittle game that we've all been waiting for. He goes for nine for 181 with two touchdowns with Debo Samuel out of the lineup on 12 targets. He looked awesome. I yeah. thought this was going to be a big game for Brandon Ayuk. Eh, three for 55, not so much. But I, do want to, but I do want to talk about Elijah Mitchell's usage. There wasn't another running back on the roster that saw a carry. He had all 22 of them. He did score a touchdown. False. Jeff got a carry. It got called back due to penalty. So, so it didn't count, so I'm not a liar. Um, <laughs> I'm not but a he, liar. But he also, he also had three receptions for 18 yards. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, I think, is, Here's dare I say, the, the future for the 49ers like they love Elijah Mitchell and it is glaringly clear um so I love that especially when you get Trey Lance maybe next year as your starting quarterback it's not a maybe I mean honestly after the after this game there's a chance we could see Trey Lance later on like week 15 when they're out of playoff contention if they are I mean Trey they're six and six so it's the the NFC and AFC if you're six and six or one game below 500 you're going to be in it I think until the end of the season yeah I'm I'm in a dynasty league where we have 12 teams and eight teams make the playoffs it's a home league that's how it was set that's a lot and this is pretty much what the NFL is like like hey you could be four and four and 12 and make the playoffs like that's that's kind of like what it reminds me of Mm -hmm. let's go let's talk about Seattle Russell Wilson looked better this week he did have a couple of touchdowns um, no Alex Collins in this one. Woo, no one cares. Uh, Rashad Penny, if you roster him, just let him go. Like, he's just, he's not good. And, you know, this an is an actual Penny or Rashad Penny? Go. An actual Penny. So for me, <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a small victory lap on this one because when Rashad Penny came out and he came out of San Diego State, I was one of, not, not the first, 
I was very adamant about he is a system running back. We saw what Donnell Pumphrey did in that offense. I was not in on Rashad Penny. He was a top five pick in most rookie drafts. Yep. So uh, I've dodged that bullet. And seeing Penny, 10 carries, 35 yards, like he's just not it. He's always injured. Waste. It's like a Royce Freeman pick. You used a first round pick yeah. on him and it just didn't work out. And then, and those things happen. Uh, we did see D Eskridge. Finally. Finally score a touchdown. on. He had three targets and three catches. We all thought DK was going to have a big game. He was quiet. He did get eight Not targets. Tyler Lockett leads the way with a touchdown and 68 yards. Like this, Seattle is still struggling on offense. And um, I, so don't look at the box score when it comes to Homer. It was a fake punt, 75 yard touchdown. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can't. And he had four catches. What is mind-blowing to me is Seattle not using DJ Dallas as the pass-catching back because, hey, this guy was a receiver in college. He is good at receiving passes and doing things with them. He showed it in college. He's showed flashes in the NFL, and yet they're not using him like that. They gave a guy like Adrian Peterson 11 carries for 16 yards, but he did get that touchdown. To get Thank a touchdown. God. But, man, this – I just – I don't know what it is with this offense. I mean, you take D Eskridge in the second round when you had other holes everywhere. I mean, you could have went running back in this, in this draft too. Um, we had somebody in the chat ask about, you know, most are coming back next year. Most going to be 31. I think next year, uh, I mean, I if don't it, care about Raheem Mostert. Yeah, he's done. I, I, they like him. Mostert could go back to being like a seven carry type guy. Change of pace. Yep. Uh, Mitchell's going to be the guy he's proven it. Yes. He gets nicked up, but man, he he's shown for his size. He's not a, a monster of a man. He's probably like 210, 208, 210, like two two fifteen, I think. Yeah. Is, and and I think that? Mostert will actually help him be better too, and kind of take the load off a little bit, but I, it's going to be Mitchell and it's the James Robinson type thing. Are you going to give up a first for Mitchell? Honestly, a late first for Mitchell. I'm game. Give me, give me Mitchell. I saw a couple tweets about him being a top twelve dynasty running back. Yeah, I'm, and that's I'm all... why I went out and spent all my fab the moment I saw him on waivers. That was it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I just activated him from a taxi squad uh, two weeks ago because I was like, you know what, I could use some running back help. You're the and real I, winner. And You're I spent like yeah. nothing on him. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I took him at four oh six and I got laughed at by the Trey Sermon owner and I said, yeah, mm. you've got. I so I, I posted I posted a tweet today when I said, hey. Uh, Trey Sermon is the poor man's Carlos Hyde. And I'm going to talk about Carlos Hyde when he got drafted. I'm talking about Carlos Hyde now. <sighs> That's Trey Sermon. And I'm not wrong. I've seen more from Carlos Hyde this season than I have from Trey Sermon. Yeah, yeah. I went back this week, actually. Tyler and I were talking uh, off air. And I went back this week and looked at their college highlights. And I wonder, I wanted to know why Elijah Mitchell did not get found. Why he dipped so low in the draft. Do good, good, do good at school, guys. It's not it, maybe try to like the the division two type schools have a harder time getting recognized. Uh, Mitchell, he's a good runner, and it reminds me a lot of uh, his situation. Reminded me a lot of Chase Edmonds. We had a guy out of Fordham. We, yeah, we used to have a guy at DHH right for us who had a running back algorithm. Eckler's another one, and. His algorithm showed that Chase Edmonds was his favorite running back value and one of his favorite running backs in his chart and his algorithm. 
And I, I, we had him on the draft a little bit and I talked to him a little bit and I mean, same thing. Mitchell was another running back. That was one of his favorites that, that did well in his algorithm. But I mean, these small school running backs, I mean, Devin Singletary is probably the one that hasn't hit, <laughs> but I, Mitchell, there's a lot of truthers, a lot of people that liked him. So, uh, yeah, that's why you got to expand your followers in Twitter is, you know, just don't take a couple takes here and there. Actually look at other people, see what they're saying and kind of see why they're saying it because, Hey, there's a lot of smart people out there and, uh, you got to listen, you got to expand a little bit. Absolutely. Expand your mind like the matrix, which I'm excited. Yeah. About. Uh, so before we wrap up any, uh, any last words, any thoughts on this week 13 before we get out of here, James? No, not really, man. That's we that's, covered it. Nice. Yeah, we pretty much covered it. Tyler, uh, Javante in his first career full workload, fourteen for fifty nine, mm-hmm. and three catches for forty seven. So, uh, yeah, here's a, a glimpse. Catch. Here's a glimpse of the future for a nice RB one next season. I'm so happy I, I got him at the one oh nine in one league because I was like, oh, I'm going to take best player available, and that's Javante Williams. Yeah, <laughs> so. he was a two oh one in a super flex IDP league for me. <sighs> <laughs> wow. Sheesh. That's amazing. 201? That's crazy. I just want to give a shout out to Fantasy Points. Make sure you check out their website. Lots of great content on there. You can find a just a gaggle of great podcasts as well as free articles. They do have some subscriptions. I know it's getting towards the end of the season, but there are some options for you out there on Fantasy Points. And Mike in the chat, who's stuck with us all show. Thank thanks, you for Mike. watching. And thanks, Mike. You are you're you are our fan, but you know what? We're a fan of you. That's we're, we're just a fan of you. You can't believe you stuck it out the whole show. Like the reason why we do it is for Mike. That's, that's right. just Mike. And people like me, Mike, just Mike. No, just Mike. <laughs> that's awesome. No. So, all right, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening to the dynasty. Happy hour this week. Go on iTunes. Maybe you got us there. Leave a review, leave us a rating. It makes us, uh, you know, get up there in the charts and more people find this awesome dynasty podcast that we all love so much. Thank you, Mike. Uh, so for me, I'm Doug at the Fantasy Father on Twitter. For James at FF underscore Chef and Tyler Gunther at DHH underscore Tyler. This has been the Dynasty Happy Hour. We'll see you next time.